Hello and welcome everybody to the Untold Stories podcast. My name is Osama Gawish. I'm a journalist and TV presenter based in London. I'm the editor-in-chief at Egypt Watch, a media platform uh, focused on Egyptian current affairs and publishing reports about the Middle East. Let's kick off our first episode. I'm so excited to be with you all on uh, uh, Colin today, November 30, 2021. I'm here to tell you the story. It's a very interesting story about a dentist who became a political activist and the same political activist who fled his country and became a journalist. And this journalist dramatically became a well-known TV presenter in the Middle East. And the same TV presenter suddenly found himself in a new country and start from scratch and become a refugee in the United Kingdom. But before I introduce him to you all, let's answer the question of this episode, why Colin? Why I'm here on Colin, why I'm presenting and hosting this podcast, Untold Stories. Simply, the reason I'm here on Colin is that this new app is providing a fascinating tool of interactivity between creators, journalists, and whoever the host is, and with the audience around the world. So as a journalist, during my journey, during my work in the last eight years, I have interviewed people, presented live and pre-recorded talk shows, wrote news features and op-eds about different topics in Arabic, in English. And despite the large number of audiences who commented, shared, liked, or interacted with my content, these interactions actually were limited to the comment section. However, here in Colin, it is a completely interactive platform. So um, during any episode, uh, you can press the call uh, button uh, here down in in, in the uh, app and you will be held in a queue. Then simply the floor will be yours. So whatever the content is, whatever the idea you have, you will be able to discuss agree, disagree, or criticize, and I will be extremely happy to have as much as I can with me on a stage, and we can start a discussion about the topic we are um, discussing. Um, um, because, you know, also, I'm, I'm just a 36, and we are living in 2021. So the time when a journalist or whoever is giving a lecture to his audience, I think it's over. We need to listen to each other. We need to be open-minded to all points of views and to engage with any criticism to our contents. And this is the most aspect actually alike in Colin. And the other interesting feature here I most like in Colin is how simple is it? On the About section of Colin's website, if you can Google now and write colin.com on uh, Google, you will find in the About section a very interesting sentence, and I quote, With Colin, all you need is a phone and something interesting to say. So, I will give you an example for this simplicity. You know when you book a hotel room with all-inclusive surface, so you do not need to go elsewhere to buy food or having your, your dinner? I think Colin is an all-inclusive social podcasting app. So you can create, you can record, you can edit and produce great content 
all in one place. So it is absolutely simple and clear. So I'm here on uh, on Colin. And regarding the same statement on, on the about section on Colin.com, uh, um, when it comes to something interesting to say, what is more interesting than untold stories? Let me ask you all, what were the main news stories last night? And you can just uh, press the uh, call button uh, and just engage with, with the conversation or send it in the comments. Uh, what were the main news stories last night you followed up? Anyone want to join? Okay, so we can say, firstly, Lionel Messi won the Ballon d'Or. And the argument on whether he deserved it over Lewandowski, or over Mo Salah, over Cristiano Ronaldo, a lot of articles and reports, a lot of interviews, a lot of experts discussing this issue. And Lionel Messi this year wasn't his uh, better year or his best year. And Mo Salah has more record than him. And Lewandowski, he deserved this uh, Ballon d'Or. And another story last night was Omicron, the new COVID variant, and its harsh implications, the arguments about the vaccine and uh, whether it work with this new variant or not. And the third story was Jack Dorsey stepped down as Twitter CEO. So these three main stories brought the attention of millions around the world. Well, trending on social media, and no doubt, from a journalistic perspective, they are very important, very interesting, and newsworthy stories. However, many other stories happen in a very big and very important country in the world, in a nation with more than 100 million people. Many untold stories happen in Egypt. And when I say Egypt right now, what is the first thing that came up to your mind? Yeah, come on. This is a brainstorming. Try to write down your answer. What is the first thing when I say Egypt? What's the first thing came up to your mind? Egypt, Egypt. Think about Egypt. Think about things there. I can put that many or some of you now. Okay, let's we have... Sharif, he put the call, but for some reason, it didn't work. Sharif, just to try again, and I can bring you up to the discussion. Okay. Sharif, you are now on the stage. Hello, Sharif. Hello. Hello, Osama. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, thank you for the initiative and thank you for your time and efforts arranging this uh, program. Um, uh, the first thing coming to my mind, uh, hearing the name of my country, Egypt, uh, unfortunately, it's the oppression and the too many untold stories, uh, which would like to hear from you in more detailed uh, pattern, oppression and contradicting things. If you listen to the state media, you will feel as if we are the best nation in the world now and in five, 10 years time, who would be uh, one of the first world countries. Um, but 
it's just the ignorance of our people who are allowing uh, the tyrants back home to do all of that. That's what came to my mind. Yeah, yeah Sharif, thank, thank you for, for your initiative. And um, it's, it's an opportunity to ask you, uh, give me an example for untold story in Egypt, right? An example of untold story. Um, uh, forgive me if I'm, if I'm just focused about oppression. Um, uh, untold story. Uh, too many people are detained um, for just their noble reasons in life because they have chosen to, to be good people. And good people fart, fighting and, and supporting the, the right causes in their life. Um, the media are just... Uh, presenting them as if they are terrorists, as if they are dangerous people harming harming however simple simple nationals or however simple people in the streets, when actually they're the most noble and humble people ever. Um, too many untold stories of oppression, uh, what, whatever happening in prisons and in stations, uh, too many struggles in Egypt, but the state media or whatever the journals or whatever in Egypt, they're just decided to show or, or to lie, to lie actually to everyone, to present whatever is happening as if we are okay, but, years. Yeah, but Sharif, just um, hold on a second. It's, it's, it's a question, does the international community, does the world knows Egypt, as you said, as you mentioned, as you explained? Um, I believe the governments they know what's happening, uh, but would I be honest or would it be 100% true if I say they don't care? As, as long as, um, as, long as uh, nothing is harming their, 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 their political agendas or, or whatever they want to do, uh, they sell the, the, the human rights thing to us and they implement it in a way uh, which, which, in which it doesn't contradict their political agendas. The governments know, but the nations probably they don't know what's happening. Yeah, thank you very much, Sharif, for joining us thank in you. this conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you. thank you. And as I said, um, I do prefer the interactive content rather than giving a lecture or speak alone for a while for thirty minutes or whatever. So feel free just to press the call button down here. And you will be uh, with me on the stage and we can discuss uh, the topic we are talking about today. Thank you, Sharif, for joining us. And as I asked Sharif regarding the international community and how they are um, seeing Egypt, I've lived in a small town in the UK um, called Ipswich in 2018. And uh, one day I was in the spa and the swimming pool and I met with a, a pretty citizen he was maybe 72 years old. And we start talking about Egypt and what he knows about Egypt. And he said he only know her Gaza and Sharm Sheikh. And this was um, frustrating, actually, to me, that Egypt is not only her Gaza and Sharm Sheikh. And so when I say a few minutes ago, just what is the first thing that came up to your mind? I can bet that many of people who live in the US, in the UK, in Europe, in other countries, they only can remember their last visit to pyramids 
and others may think about Sphinx, and many others are missing the beautiful weather in Hergada and the outstanding Ritzy beaches in Sharm Sheikh. And the all outstanding places, and I'm missing these places, I'm missing Egypt. I, I, I wish one day I can return again and visit all these outstanding places because Egypt is a good place for leisure. But the question is, is this Egypt only a good place for leisure? Or this big country has many untold stories that we need to reveal, that we need to discuss, that we need to highlight and focus on. So definitely, Egypt is not only a good place for leisure. Egypt now, under the current regime, shows its ugly, repressive face to thousands of opponents. Egypt now, according to the International Committee for Protecting Journalists, is the third largest prison for journalists. Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International issued a large number of reports highlighted the human rights violation in Egypt and the NGO repression in, in Egypt. So, for example, one of the untold stories in Egypt in the last week was the death of Hamdi Hassan, a former member of parliament and an opposition leader who was left in the notorious Scorpion jail without proper medical care or to be honest, without any medical care until he died. His son, Bara Hamdi, wrote a very emotional message on Twitter saying that the regime banned them from visiting or seeing their late father since 2016. Can you imagine that? We are talking about banning a family from visiting her husband or father or whatever for five years. His father had never known about his grandson who was born while he was in jail. This is according to Barat's statement on Twitter last week. Human rights organization said that Mr. Hassan was victim number 1095 who died in Egyptian prisons since the military coup in 2013. We are talking about more than 1,000 people were died in Egyptian prisons since 2013. So this is one example. This is simply one example of many untold stories in Egypt and other countries that take place every day on the other side of uh, um, of the world. So in in the untold stories podcast, we will bring you the most unreported stories, the most untold stories around the world, and we will dig deeply to shed light on those stories that are not deemed front pages news and also will highlight the lives of brave people from around the world who are fighting against all odds to stand for humanity to stand for democracy and to stand for um, freedom i will speak to journalists to politicians to activists to human rights defenders to refugee i will speak to many more all of whom are risking their lives by confronting corruption confronting repression, and, of course, confronting injustice every day in this side of uh, the world. I think Hint want to join us on the stage. I invite you to speak, Hint. Just accept the invitation, and the floor is yours. Hint. Okay, I will invite you again to speak. Okay, and now you are on the stage. Just unmute yourself, please, and go ahead. 
he told me uh, the investigation officer told him um, I swear like this I I copied the same word uh, I swear you will never leave this case and this prison ever again and he do it um, he threat he threatening him like this and he did it did so um, uh, he was uh, arrested uh, at the age um, uh, of uh, 28 and um, and now I think he um, after eight years uh, he is 36 after the case uh, um, finished um, he began uh, 43 you see can you uh, imagine yeah uh, he go he 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 go inside uh, very youth and come out a little bit older um, I think they accuse him um, uh, of violence and a member of uh, the Muslim Brotherhood um, uh, and other uh, flames uh, accusation. Uh, it's it's been uh, twenty five charge twenty five yeah. charge. I I I can. Imagine what they, they insane, they insane, <laughs> because I, until now, I, I don't believe what, what happened. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm totally, yeah, I stand in solidarity with you and with your brother, and I'm, I'm following uh, his case from many years ago. But um, my question is, and I'm sure that there is many people they are not Egyptian, they are maybe Americans or Canadians or from other nationalities and from other countries, and they are now listening or hearing for the first time about your brother. So what is your message to those people? Um, I, 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 I want to tell him a little bit about my brother. My brother was successful in his work, in, in his life. Uh, he have uh, ambitious and kind, uh, and he, he protective. And also now in prison, he um, teaches his college in his cell, um, the English language and marketing. Um, uh, I think maybe they help us um, uh, with the um, what's it called uh, do anything do anything for our prisoners uh, maybe like yep. um, take our voice to whole world uh, and um, uh, let 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 other people know the truth about our regime uh, because um, our regime now they um, want to make uh, his image uh, good and he um, uh, he um, uh, he care about the freedom and rights like this but he i think he 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 liar 
uh, I want them know yep. that and uh, search search for this and they found the truth. Thank you very much, Hind, and one more time, stand in solidarity with you and with your family and your brother, and I hope he will be released soon. Thank you very much, Hind, for your... Uh, I hope. I do anything for release him. I, I do anything, but I don't know what I do. I'm very angry and sad, <laughs> but I I capable for everything I do. Thank you, Sam, yeah. for this opportunity. Um Sorry for my language. It's, uh, it's not good. No, no, it's okay. I, I try. <laughs> I'm, I'm not fluent in English too, so yeah, don't worry about that. We, we all, we all. It's, it's our second language, and it's okay. One of my friends and one of my colleagues here in the UK, I uh, complain about my language. I complain about my uh, writing, and I'm um, still struggle to express express my thoughts in English. And uh, he's he's with us now, actually, in the audience. And he advised me just, you are brilliant in English. Just keep going. Just keep learning. Keep speaking and writing. And I spent a three month with uh, him as a fellow in journalism.co.uk. And he was one of the people who encouraged me to do this podcast, actually, because um, I called him. Once I know that, I will present this podcast and I uh, say, Jacob, I'm seeking your help. I'm seeking your advice. What is your thoughts? What's your advice? And uh, yeah, I appreciate he's with us now. Jacob, if you can join me on the stage, please. Good evening, Osama. You're far too kind. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today, Jacob. Thank you very much. I'm I'm so pleased to see that you're doing this. I think the the show sounds brilliant. Um, Asama, every time I speak to you, your English improves, and um, all of your hard work is paying off. And I'm, I'm so glad you're you're running with this brilliant idea of yours. Thank you very much. What do you think, Jacob, about the importance of bringing untold stories from the Middle East to other audience in the other side of the world, in the US and in other countries? crucial summer i mean i was listening to what you were saying earlier on i mean i had i personally had no idea that since 2013 there was what did you say a thousand people um jailed i i didn't get the full, full extent of it but um for instance i had no idea of that i think the more that you can highlight these stories to the world um the better we desperately need it and it's you know i don't want to get to 70 year olds uh, 70 years old like that man you were speaking to and not know much about egypt so the more you do what you're doing right now, um, summer, I think that will be to the benefit of, of news audiences everywhere. And re- regarding what Hen said about the message to the people living in Western countries like you, like people now listening to us from the US and from Canada, but w- w- what do you think, mm-hmm. w- what the obligation you, you need to do for these people in Egypt suffering from repression, from uh, repression of uh, press, of freedom of expression? I think you've got to recognise that a news organisation now, because of the internet, is not just limited to um, your domestic audiences. You might be a news organisation in the UK, but you've got now essentially an international audience. So you are obligated to cover everything around the world. It's not acceptable to you, for you to say, what's happening in the Middle East doesn't matter to my audience. And that's not acceptable. I think we've, we're in this digital age now, this, this media age, 
we we have to make sure that everything we cover has no blind spots you know so i think we i think we have to recognize um that with with the tools in front of us there's you know like calling that, that we're speaking on right now there's no excuse not to be having these conversations there's no excuse really to to be having these blind spots in our coverage yeah interesting thank you very much jacob for joining me today no worries Osama. wish all the best and we'll continue to listen with interest thank you very much so what what we actually did in the the last few 10 minutes it it is a role model of this podcast the untold stories it's a 100% interactive podcast with audience with listeners so if you have a story you think can fit our theme email it to me via untoldstories.colin@gmail.com or you can send it as a direct message on my twitter account you can find all details in my in my bio in some episodes i will interview people for example from syria from egypt from united states and if you feel that you have a relevant story like what hind did a few minutes ago it's relevant story to our topic and want to tell just jump in by the call button and the floor will be yours as i said i do prefer the interactive content the discussion interviewing people have their thoughts even their criticism rather than giving lectures and talking alone so back to our first um, story in this show in this show a dentist a journalist a well known tv presenter who became a refugee in the UK. Let me introduce him to you all of you. His name is Osama Gawish and he's originally from Egypt and he is the host of Untold Stories podcast exclusively on Colin. In this episode I will tell you briefly Untold Stories of my life. In Egypt and in the Middle East I believe they may know me well. However, here in Colin for the American audience, I'm sure it is the first time to hear my voice. to know my name and that's exactly the reason we called this podcast untold stories so 11 years ago on november 30 2010 the same day like today 11 years ago if someone asked me what my dream was my answer would have been the freedom for my people in egypt democracy for my country and to be a successful and wealthy dentist in egypt today yet still dream of freedom for my people democracy for my country and i've become so far from being a dentist again because it cost a lot of money here in the uk to just doing some equivalent exams so i i was born in 1985 in egypt in a small city on the mediterranean coast i was raised in the politically active family and i have worked as a dentist from 2007 until 2013 I've married in 2008 and have two amazing boys. If we remember in his speech on February 11th, 2011, the former US President Barack Obama described the Egyptian revolution said and I quote, there are few there are very few moments in our lives where we have the privilege to witness history taking place. This is one of those moments. This is one of those times the people of Egypt have spoken their voices have been heard and Egypt will never be the same wow it was a great speech at time full of power full of compassion and full of emotions fortunately i was one of those egyptians who took part in the 25th of january revolution against the late dictator hosni mubarak in tahrir square One of my proudest achievements in my life was joining thousands of Egyptian youths 
in 2011, demanding freedom, human dignity, social justice, and democratic states. President Obama, back to his speech again, he said he expected hard days to come ahead in Egypt. Unfortunately, that was exactly what we all witnessed in Egypt after the revolution 2011 until the bloody military coup in July 2013. The reality is the military regime targeted me, among others. They destroyed my house, burned my clinic, wanted me to be killed. I witnessed my friend being killed in Rabah massacre in August 2013 when the military killed more than 800 people. In one day, according to Human Rights Watch, the International Human Rights Organization, and sadly, I forced to flee my country to Turkey when my life had a dramatic turn. In Turkey, you just arrive in a country, they are not speaking English, they are not speaking Arabic, they are not speaking any other language except Turkish language, which is a very hard language to learn, a very difficult language to speak, but it was the life I should face and I should deal with. In my early months in Turkey, I couldn't work because the language barrier and the strict regulation. I couldn't see my family because I left them behind in Egypt, and I couldn't say that I'm living now in Turkey because the Egyptian regime, I um, they could targeted me there. But thanks God, at time I was free, I was safe, and I wasn't in jail like thousands of Egyptians. And with support from friends and other critics of Sisi, the current president of Egypt, we said about this in satellite news channel called Mikamilin in English, we will continue. And the purpose was simply that we want to reveal the human rights violations. We want to talk about our friends we left behind in Egypt. We want about the decline situation of democracy in Egypt after uh, 2013. A few months later, I become a TV presenter and I rose to fame as a journalist behind CC Leaks, uh, a leaked recordings about Abdel Fattah Sisi, the president of Egypt, about secret bank transfer, insulting Gulf leaders, and conspiracy against the late uh, President Mohammed Morsi. And these leaks were covered worldwide, including in The Guardian, BBC, and um, New York Times. The story didn't end here because in 2018, I was coming to the UK with my wife for a short break and the Turkish authorities arrested me at the airport and uh, informed me that there is a warrant arrest from the Egyptian Interpol and they want me to be extradited immediately to Egypt again. It was a horrible situation. I looked to my wife, shall they extradite me now or what? I did have some phone calls with the Turkish friends in the in the government there, and they allowed me to travel to the UK, but informed me that I can't return to Turkey again. So I sought asylum in the UK, and my wife returned to my two children again, and I spent 14 months of depression, frustration, loneliness, without my family, without my work, without everything, and the home office in the UK put me in a dirty limbo with my parents, and thanks for the home office, they were giving me five pounds a day to just uh, eat and drink. So it, it, it was a hard time to just lose everything you have suddenly and start from scratch in a new country with a new language, 
without friends, without any contacts. But I volunteered with Suffolk Refugee Support in Ipswich, BBC Radio, Suffolk, RTV News, Angla, and start doing some volunteering here and there, start finding many opportunities again in English. And then when I got my refugee status, I uh, joined the Refugee Journalism Project, which an initiative by London College of Media and Communication to build my career in English. And I'm now here with you in Colin, presenting and hosting my first podcast in English and my first experience to presenting in English, actually. I uh, wish my English is okay, is simple and clear, and you can understand what I'm saying. So uh, why I told the stories? One more time, because one day I was in Ipswich, and I want to tell my story to anyone who may care, who may help me. I was desperate. I was depressed. I need anyone to help me to raise my voice. As millions of people now around the world, I'm sure that they want someone who cares about them, who tell their stories. I remember the number. I emailed 35 journalists, editors, reporters in the UK. Can you imagine that? 35 emails to 35 person, just telling them a brief about my story. Hey, my name is Osama. I'm from Egypt. This is what happened to me in Turkey. This is what happened to me in Egypt. I'm now asylum seeker in the UK. And no one answered. No one replied me, except one journalist from The Guardian. Thanks for my colleague in The Guardian, Jamie Gerrison, who replied and was very interested to tell my story. And he interviewed me in Ipswich and The Guardian published a long piece about my story. And it's helped me a lot with the home office to put pressure on the home office just to guarantee this journalist with uh, the refugee status. And The Guardian, they published the piece on my birthday in 2019. Thanks for them. So to conclude this episode, to conclude the theme of our podcast in this first episode, People need journalists to tell their untold stories. And this is one of my main duties in my life. Simply, this is why I'm here on Colin, and this is why I'm hosting Untold Stories. I want to thank everyone to join us today. I want to thank everyone to listen and to stay tuned every Tuesday at 7 p.m. GMT exclusively on Colin to get notification of all episodes and to listen to all our untold stories Follow me on Colin and subscribe until the stories podcast. And please do share this episode with your friends and on your other social media platforms. And finally, if you have your own untold story and want to share it with me, just email it to untoldstories.colin at gmail.com. See you all. Stay safe and mind the Omicron, the new COVID variant. Bye.